0: This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio.
1: When it's settled in, conversation is saying that I want you. And
0: then I want you. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggin Show. Today I am joined by the absolutely amazing Travis Alabanza. They are a trans activist and performer. How are you doing, Travis? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, yeah. It's really, really, really great to have you on the show. And I, I, I just want to dive right in and sure. I want to start talking about burgers. That so <laughs> this is going to sound a little bit unusual for our listeners, but you have a... A special relationship with burgers and although you know we we laughed just there but it actually starts it's 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 a sad story to begin with um but I, I'll, I'll let you explain
2: yeah so um burgers is my new theater show that's coming out this month in, in october and it basically culminated after someone threw a burger at me in broad daylight on waterloo bridge mm-hmm. um in april 2016 and um they yelled the word tranny when they did it uh, and it was kind of a real catalyst moment for me to think about what it meant to be gender non-conforming outside and and I wanted to make a show that kind of Flipped it on its head, mm-hmm. really,
0: and, and and I understand that like n- nobody really stood up for you and nobody came to your aid. Is that right? Were there other people around? Yeah, it
2: was like lunchtime rush, Waterloo Bridge, really, really busy. Um, I was walking from one event to the other, just across the bridge, um, in an incredible outfit. Yeah, uh, which was already getting like a lot of attention, and and when the burger hit me, um, I really paused, thinking that like I didn't almost react because I thought someone must do it, and kind of everyone looked and then just carried on, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's what I kind of talk about in the show that it wasn't actually the burger being hitting me that made me want to make the show it was the fact that like the reaction. it was so busy mm-hmm. in central london like what we believe to be this like liberal place and, and no one stood up for me.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, such a, it's such a visceral word as well that was shouted at you. I don't, you know, I don't even feel comfortable repeating it mm-hmm. myself. It's such a visceral word. And I feel like if I was walking down the street and I heard that, I, I would be horrified and I would want to do something. But at the same time, you know, I think so often people talk about, you know, oh, if that was me, I would have stood up and done something. Mm-hmm. But I know that there have been times in my life where I've seen some kind of injustice happen. And I haven't do it, done anything, whether it's been I've been paralyzed by fear mm-hmm. or whether I've just felt uncomfortable or, you know, a lot of the time people kind of do that thing of, oh, somebody else will do something. Exactly. Somebody else will sort this out. And what I think is, is is really sad, though, is that I would have liked to have think that somebody would have, you know, I'm not saying that somebody was going to chase down that person and, you know, reprimand them and, you know, call the police or whatever, but the fact that kind of nobody came to your aid to make sure that you were okay is is really kind of it's it's heartbreaking really yeah and i think that
2: like i'm really glad you said like oh i think there's moments where i probably haven't done something because that's what we kind of look at in the in the show is that actually what does it take for someone to do something and and why can we maybe go online and share the right article and and say the right words but then when we're in the moment of it we pause and, and we stop and um it kind of made me want to like vow to do better for other people as well. Like after that moment, I was like, I never want someone to feel as alone as I did in that mm-hmm. moment. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I was um, my my housemate. Um, he's an incredible um, kind of trans activist online. Um, he's, non- he's non-binary and he often gets a lot of this kind of um, abuse thrown at him. Um, and we were recently on the train and somebody just felt the need for whatever reason, because he's qu- again, he's quite um, expressive with the way he looks. Yeah. Um, somebody felt the need to just take out their picture and blatantly take a photograph. Always of him. Always, and it was just, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the time for a lot of people out there, they don't realise how relentless it can be sometimes to to be in a world where you look slightly different or you yeah. don't conform to the ideas that society has. I think, you know, it's it's constant. It's every yeah. time you leave the house. It's every time you walk down the street. There are always going to be people like that, and you know, it must be, it must be so hard to deal with that kind of. yeah,
2: Exactly that. Like, it's relentless. You use such a good word because it's like, and I think what's annoying is that, you know, that obviously we've seen recently like there's been so much media about trans people non-stop and mm-hmm. then people creating this, like, dichotomy of a, a, a debate. And I think no one realises that actually just to, like, live as someone that's outside of the norms, we aren't focused on these, like, debates that are going up in the air. We're trying to get from, like, A to B. Yes. And, it's from doing this show, like part of the show, we got to do research around the country. So I've been having burgers and chips with trans people around different countries, outside uh, different cities outside of London. I so we were in Coventry last week to try and get like an idea of what it means to be trans outside of a major city, and everyone was sharing experiences of photos being taken, nonstop being like shouted at mm-hmm. uh, in Brighton when we did it. I think it was 60% of the room said they also had had food thrown at them. And what this show is kind of teaching me that it's really not about me. Like the show started being about me and then it's actually like how many others, like like your flatmate, are just having to prepare for this outside all the mm, time mm. and we normalise it and it's about kind of saying like this shouldn't be normal.
0: Yeah absolutely and I, and I love what you said there about it's it's about getting from A to B you know you're, yeah. you're just trying to live your life just and you're not milk. yeah <laughs> you know you're not you're not always trying to make a political statement you know I'm sure there are days and moments where where, where you are yeah but you know a lot of the time you were literally just trying to live your life and yeah it, 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 yeah it really must be relentless and it really must be kind of hard to swallow but then i think it's amazing that you're kind of drawing attention to it and i think kind of stepping outside of the bigger cities and you know visiting trans people in in these smaller towns i think that's important too because we do kind of get wrapped up in our own little bubble sometimes you know i remember growing up that i didn't really know any trans people in my my little hometown i I didn't know any gay people either um a tiny little town called ilkiston and nobody's ever heard of it it (laughs) but you know um and and if, if, if there was ever to be a gay person or a trans person or you know even a, even a black person mm. it was that kind of a small mm. town that it was just just cis straight white people that they would be singled out and that would be their identifier like the black guy the trans person yeah, 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 yeah. the the gay guy mm-hmm. and i think we forget that in london yeah. you know because it's so diverse here i yeah. think it's so so easy to forget about all of that
2: yeah definitely and i, f- I feel that when i Traveled around with my shows before, like just the the audience shift when I go to like was in Cornwall this weekend, and you like suddenly realize, oh, I'm like the only black person in the room. Okay, yeah. and I'm like a raging fag. How are we gonna deal yeah. with this one? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: re- I remember. I, obviously, it's not it's not the same thing. But um, a few years ago, I went to India for the first time. Yeah. Um, and ste- you know, I thought there was going to be loads of tourists from all over the world there, but I remember stepping outside of New Delhi airport. And Realising for the first time in my life that I was the—I don't want to use the word minority because yeah. I think that that's quite a, a loaded word—but for the first time in my life, I was the only white person, and yeah. I was walking around the city like, "Gosh, I—I I suddenly I, I feel like I stand out like a mm. like a sore thumb," and I'd never had to—I'd never had to experience that before. And also, it didn't kind of come with nobody was looking down at me because I was white, mm. but it didn't kind of come with all of that. But at the same time, I was like, "Oh, for the first time, I—I I can't understand, but I can." On a, on a small, small scale start to kind of empathise with how that must feel. Because again, when we don't experience something, it must be so difficult to connect and relate to it.
2: Yeah, I will. Yeah.
0: Um, as well, in I, I was reading your press release earlier um, and you mentioned talking about kind of like the Me Too movement and things like that and how that can so often focus on... It's, it can be very cis-normative. And, you know, we talk about... um you know people having all of these injustices done to them but how sometimes like trans and non-binary people are left behind do you want to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that
2: yeah I think for me it's about um, what happens when trans bodies and bodies outside of gender are placed into like a conversation how does that complicate it Mm. and for me like the show is looking at not just the burger but all the incidences of harassment I've experienced that week or that year and how I was like oh, wow, what does it mean to hold a body where you're being harassed by not just men, but by women? And what does harassment look like by a group of schoolchildren? Uh, what does it look like when a teacher joins in with the group of school children? Yeah. And I was thinking about how on a trans body, particularly like a gender non-conforming body, um, harassment can always look different. You know, I've had so many times when... Uh, I've looked a bit different or I've had a wig on where a man is, like, started by sexually harassing me on the street, you know, like, proposing from the back, thinking I'm a certain type of person, turning around, seeing my stubble, seeing my face, realising that I'm not the person that he thought I was, and then suddenly that violence turned into aggression and, and anger. And I feel like conversations around harassment don't ever kind of include those complexities that I think being trans... Has like mm-hmm. you know sometimes I'm like uh, I get really scared when someone's like uh, who I'm presuming to be like a straight man is sexually harassing me on the street because I'm I know that there might be a moment when he he realizes oh actually that's not a cisgender woman that's Mm -hmm. this person and that's when it gets scary you know yeah
0: and and i mean the statistics as well around it are alarming if we look at the statistics of you know the number of trans people who are sexually harassed sexually assaulted murdered even it's it's disproportionately high and i do think it comes from i think sometimes it even comes from a place of you know anger misplaced anger you know these these people are like oh there's a there's a woman over there and i'm gonna sexually harass them which in itself is obviously not okay but then they kind of move into oh that, that, that that's a trans woman or that's mm. a non-binary person and now I've got this kind of confusion about my own identity right. and I'm going to react with anger and right. rage
2: yeah I think disgust and desire are like such thin lines mm. and I think people uh, think that there's this clarity between them but actually so often when I see people disgusted I'm like I think you're confused by your desire.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a lot of... It's um, kind of a... It, it, it's a bit of a stereotype, but to a lot of men, it's it's like they seem to... I don't want to generalise all men, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. not. You know, this is still a minority of men, but there are men out there who seem to look at other people's bodies, whether it's a woman's body, a non-binary body, a trans body, whatever it is, and they... they it's like they take ownership of those bodies and they yeah. think that they can use them and treat them in whatever the way that they, the, they want. And I think we need so much more education around that. But you know, that, those conversations need to be inclusive of everyone. Yeah. You know, obviously we need to support women, but we also need to support trans women, non-binary yeah. people, or just people as a whole, people you know. People in general,
2: you know. And it, it's part of the same conversation. That's yeah. what I always say to people. is like, I think it all comes down to patriarchy it all comes down to misogyny and, and, and gender, and the different ways that we're being, all being harmed by it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Travis, it is absolutely incredible to have you on the show. To be, yeah. um, we touched on some very, very um, serious, important topics there, which I think is amazing. But we are going to move on to something a little bit more fun. Great. So, we are <laughs> going to be playing a game shortly. Um, but just before that, we're going to have a little bit of In Store by Noah Slee. Ooh. Travis it's time for a little bit of fun good Um, I I think I think you're gonna enjoy this so um, this is a little game we like to call porn or not porn Ah! (laughs) mum turn off the radio right now (laughs) you're no longer allowed to listen Um, so in this game I basically have five different sound bites some of these have been taken from porn and some of them have been taken from not porn um, and <laughs> as your show, which is... Wh- when is your show? Your that it's starting the 25th of yeah, October? Yeah,
2: 25th is Press Night at Hackney Showroom. And then we're on for two weeks. And then we go up to Manchester Royal Exchange. And then Homotopia
0: uh, in Liverpool. Amazing. Well, as the show is called Burgers, yes. we thought we would do a food-themed... <laughs> porn or not porn this week so these are either from porn or they're from like cooking shows tv yeah, adverts okay. famous chefs that right. kind of thing we're going out of my um my typical zone. search area in <laughs> terms of porn but you know what i'm flexible it's all oh, sh- mum really turn off <laughs> all right so also i don't know the answer to these either so, oh great so we're so guessing so together we're, we're guessing together Fab. We're guessing together all right all so right. our first one is <laughs> Wow. wow! There's a lot of breathing. Wait, can slurping. I get a repeat? Yeah, you absolutely okay. can. <laughs> That's there's a lot going on. There's a on lot there.
2: happening there. There's a lot happening there. We've got two I'm people. So competitive. This game's gonna <laughs> yeah. really mess me up. Um, because of the breath. <laughs> yeah. And like the like thing at the beginning, I'm gonna go with porn.
0: You think porn? I do as well. But then like, what's that slurping noise at the end? Like that well, could be a bit of milkshake action or a bit of. Belching, I think it could
2: be some different acts
0: happening. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting there. Yeah.
2: I mean, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it'd be amazing porn, but I think it could still be porn.
0: Yeah. Shall we, <laughs> let's shall we have it one more time. All right. Here we go. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Oh, it's oh. that thing at the end. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> like, I don't know what it is.
0: Um I think I'm with you on this one. Porn. I I think it's but it's either porn or it's some kind of like game show or something with food. But I'm but I'm going porn. Oh, I'm right. going porn. porn. Let's do it. Alright, final answer. We are saying porn. Porn. Scores on the top do- Oh it is not porn This is from a Korean ASMR YouTuber Who does food reviews um, And the video is called Bacon of Desire Wow Do you know what ASMR is No, Travis? no I don't It's Use like faith. that um, I don't know, I know how to um, I don't know what the technical definition of it is But it's like that kind of It's where people like whisper And they get really close To the microphone so you can hear all the little noises. And you can hear,
2: like, lip smacking and... It could be someone else. (laughs) Do you know what? It could be someone else's porn, that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finaries, you know. (laughs) Let's listen to that one last final time. Now we know what that was. (sighs) They're really getting into it. They're really getting into it. Bye. Dedicated to their (laughs) art. All right, our next one is... We kind of got the order a little mixed up. Let's let's hold on. <laughs> let's go again.
2: We kind of got the order a little mixed up. Porn.
0: Is he speaking Italian or is he saying English words? No, English. Like, he's like, we kind of got the order a bit messed up. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, I think porn. Yeah, that's some kind story of story porn. Story porn. <laughs> story, <laughs> story porn. One hundred percent. Yeah. Final answer. Story porn it was indeed porn this is magnum size pizza delivery for petite polly god petite Petite polly Polly. she does get herself (laughs) in some pickles doesn't she um and this is the pizza man saying that he wanted to check the pizza was the correct order as last time he brought the wrong one and when he opened the box surprise surprise his dick was in it classic beautiful beautiful i've seen you know because it's like halloween season coming up mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. i've seen so many of these like halloween costumes which in- incorporate a person's penis so like it's like a pizza box that they've strapped to themselves and if you open up the pizza box there's there's a penis inside right. like people would like to really get sexual around this time type of year
2: yeah I, I i go the other way with my costumes i'd rather like a maybe a flap and i just release my elbow oh just show a bit oh. of skin on my elbow yeah oh. not, you know yeah <laughs> you like to tease I like yeah, it Yeah just a bit of tease Elbow, knee That kind what,
0: of my, my rule with Halloween though Is like I'm always about Getting a little bit of, bit slutty And I like getting mm-hmm. my body out A little of bit course. You know I love that But I always It has to be scary Halloween's supposed okay, to be spooky you. you know Yeah I'm glad, you know, I'm no, glad you're for No that. cat ears no, no no Unless the cat Is dead Like a dead cat Dead cat there That's we go. Dead sexy cat yeah that's, yeah that's my costume This year. Yeah Great
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright our next one is <clears throat> Wow can He's we, mm, Can we uh, do it
2: again? Mm. <laughs> I don't think porn Because I think yeah. I made that noise last, last week <laughs> 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 I think it's when you're just eating something like, like I'm quite so a vocal good. eater yeah. Uh, especially like me and my flatmates Like uh, I live with like three other black people two Nigerian like food is a really big part of yeah, our house yeah yeah totally and so like we make those noises yeah like, yeah like it's yeah. like that's a communal
0: like mmm mm. that's just mm. good food that's just good food I'm, I'm seeing like some kind of like maybe like a TV food critic and he's just been presented this like amazing meal and he's like taking a first bite and, he, bite, and he's like mmm yeah exactly mm. let's hear that again Mm yeah mm. yeah absolutely I don't know what that mm. little there's like a breathe in as well like, maybe smelling wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are saying it is not porn. Scores on the doors. Please, this is indeed not porn. This is a YouTuber called Damn Drops. Damn, that's Damn, good food. Damn mm. Drops. His reaction review of Five Guys <gasps> Burger That'd and be- fries. And those, that's his reaction to the fries. What? you know
2: that's understandable because I think Five Guys is like one of the top burger places I love a
0: Five Guys yeah 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 I'm gonna get this is really controversial as well I love the Five Guys grilled cheese have you had it you no. don't like it no but I'm not gonna judge you <laughs> <laughs> They all they do is they take like burger buns and then they like just oh, wait, like, it's a burger fried cheese. It's like a burger grilled cheese, and it's, like, really good. Oh, no, good. that does
2: sound good. It is good. I'm sorry for my first reaction. That does
0: sound good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm really upset. <laughs> 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 All right, our next porn or not porn is... Take
1: these
0: to the table. Again, there's a lot of happenings. Yeah, yeah, well... Slapping noises, people saying things. Take these oh. to the table. Take these to the table. And there's, like, somebody moaning in the background. And then oh, really? what sounds like a, a, a fish flapping around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take these porn. to the table. Porn, I can hear that. Oh. I think. I'm not sure. So she's like, take these to the table. And there's like people having sex behind her. Maybe it's cross. Maybe it's like a, a cross food
2: review and porn at the same time. <laughs> They've like budget studios, So they're doing both. <laughs> that could work. I feel like that could really take off. But I think it's porn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to say porn on this one as well. Yeah. Final answer. Porn. It is indeed porn. (laughs) This is Real Wife Stories, the dinner party. Um, So the wife went to the kitchen with her husband's friend during the dinner party. And when she asked him to take the cutlery to the table, he dropped it. And next minute they were fucking.
2: Incredible. Yeah, look. um, The the storyline, it's like really...
0: (laughs) they've really thought this (laughs) through, you know. Really thought it through.
2: (laughs) Let's hear that one
0: more time.
1: Take these to the table
0: can hear all of that in that, But it sounds... <laughs> it said there that, that she says, can you take these to the table? And then they start having sex. But it sounds like they're already going uh, at yeah, it. It's I like think, multitasking going yeah. on here. Method, yeah. These, definitely. you know, people say that porn actors have no talent. They clearly do. I don't know who said... <laughs> yeah, they are incredible. They are incredible people. Yeah. Shout out to them. All right, we have time for one more. So this is our final one. Best things in life are messy. The best things in life Woo! are messy. Ooh. I think this is some kind of like TV food program where they've really tried to sex it up a bit. So you've got a sexy lady there and, you know, she's playing with her whipped cream and it's it's kind of porn-esque, but it's not. Like blowing the lines. Like yeah. Crossing genres. Yeah, like we're sexing this up, but it's yeah. not porn. She's, yeah. not, she's not got mm. her breasts out. You know, it's very above board. This is, you know, suitable for your 7pm TV right, slot. Got you, just about. That's what I'm thinking. Okay,
2: I'm... I think that yeah that or I'm like thinking it's like a music video.
0: Oh yeah. About like food. Yeah, I I'm see I'm not that. sure, I don't know. Let's hear it again. Best things in life are messy. I see that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I could vibe to that. Or an advert, but yeah, not porn. Yeah, not porn. We're we're in agreement yeah. here. We are saying not porn. Not porn. Okay. This is Kim Kardashian <sighs> in an old advert for Carl's Jr. Jr. and Hardee's burgers. That was deemed too sexy for TV. I think we pretty much nailed that. We did. We, we used our yeah, visualization yeah. skills. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really, really proud. I'm really, really proud of us. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really am too. I really am too.
2: We really nailed that. Yeah, we just did. took us one to get into, and then it was like you
0: know, smashed it. Right. <laughs> well, Travis, later on in the show we are gonna be reacting to our lovely listeners' sex confessions. So if you are listening at home and you'd like to send us a sex confession, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. It's completely anonymous as well. We'll strip all of your personal information and we won't read out your name or anything like that. So give us give us your absolute worst because we're we're in the mood for some yeah. juicy juicy confessions definitely Uh, we're going to be joined very very shortly by the amazing jinx monsoon but before we do that let's have a little bit more of the absolute legend that is kim petrus and this is her her, from her new album which she just dropped which is like a whole album of like halloween music um we absolutely stand so this is kim Close close your eyes close your eyes We are now joined by the absolutely amazing Jinx Monsoon, how are you doing Jinx?
1: I'm well, thank you. Thank Thanks you for
0: asking. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. I'm joined here in the studio with the amazing Travis, who is actually I believe you guys have kind of like you've got like similar shows coming up or something. Same venue, same on v- for one s- Homotopia Fest. You're going to bo- both be performing at the same venue, which is amazing. You know, like I feel like this little queer LGBT plus world. There's so many so many overlaps, and that's wonderful.
1: Oh yeah, I've I've had so much fun over the years um performing around the world and getting to experience the queer communities in different regions and and experiencing different local drag and mm-hmm. performance art and been a wonderful privilege in my career.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really amazing, and I guess that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today as well. I mean, in in, in the past couple of weeks, we've had um, Bendle Cram and Bob the Drag Queen on the show, and we were really talking about you know using drag and using queer performance as a political statement. And I kind of want to, you know, we talked about kind of historically what uh, an amazing thing that has been for the LGBT plus community, but I want to talk about the future of that and Jinx I know you have um, a new show coming up and as do you Travis so I kind of wanted to kind of ask both of you how you kind of see you know using your art and using your performance to kind of it's it's fun and, and you both kind of you know lean into comedy and things like that but how using that is kind of a political statement so Jinx do you want to tell us a little bit about your show and how you're using that
1: um well my upcoming show The Ginger Snaps is um, kind of like my own... Uh, I, I embrace the, the struggles that I've, I've experienced in my career. Mm-hmm. And the the goal for the show was to destigmatize the conversation of um, mental illness and mental health yeah. um, in a lighthearted and personal way. Mm-hmm. And when I write my shows, I try really... Hard to not make sweeping generalizations about the topics, but only talk about my own personal experience with mm-hmm. the topic. So I don't make any grand statements about mental health, other than how they personally pertain to me. So that then people can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and then kind of take what they they um, observed in my show and apply it to their own life. <laughs>
0: I I, I think that's one thing that I've always kind of really admired about you is your ability to put yourself out there so much. You know, I think there are some other drag artists who, you know, they really they throw themselves into their performance. But it's, you know, it's 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 putting on a mask. Whereas I feel like sometimes you do the opposite of that and you really open yourself up and you kind of give this really genuine honesty, you know, particularly when talking about things like mental health. I think that's so, so important. And I think that's something unique that you bring to the table.
1: Well, when I started Drag, I really liked the distinction between Jinx Blancine, the character, and Derek Hoffer, the artist. Yeah. And it's been in the last, um, you know, maybe like six or seven years that I started to realize that Jinx was really more an extension of myself and kind of like a, a, a full realization of myself rather than being a, a distinct and, um, separate character. Yeah. I and mean, while I do give Jinx a lot of attributes that are very different from me, I also think that they're kind of like, I always say I, I kind of take out my, um, rage with the world through Jinx. I like let my demons <laughs> out on stage so that they don't plague me in my day to day life. <laughs>
0: I, th- I I I love that. I really really love that, and I think that's that's such a. I, I I'm kind of jealous that I don't have that outlet to kind of let my demons out. I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I think we can find outlets for that in many different ways. Yeah, I just happened to be lucky that since before I could talk, I knew that I wanted to be a performer. <laughs> I, Absolutely. Uh, I just I, I've I've had a tunnel vision since I was like six. Kind of leading up to what I do now with my life yeah and um, that's, that's something i've been fortunate in, but also you know that drives kind of my my ambition and um, my conviction, which it can be all consuming at times
0: <laughs> when, when when did you realize that it was kind of like drag that you wanted to do, because you said you wanted to be a performer from such a young age, and when did that kind of, you know, how, how was Jinx born, I guess?
1: Um, I've done a lot of reflecting on this, and I think a big part of it was my own gender identity, mm-hmm. finding a way to express itself. Yeah. And I can tell you the moment I decided I was going to be a drag queen, um, I was, Uh, going to a queer prom at the teen resource center for queer teens that I went to um, in my hometown and I dressed up as the queen of hearts and all it took was seeing myself in full drag once Mm -hmm. and I knew I was going to be doing it for the rest of my life
0: oh I love that, that's wonderful
1: (laughs) but um, what I find these days and the way I've kind of refined my, um, my understanding of why I chose drag is that um you know, from a very young age i I really didn't identify as male, yeah. and um I think drag gave me a, a safe place to explore my own feminine identity and it wasn't until drag became my career, and I say this all the time, but it, it gave me the ability to not have to fit into a uniform in my day to day life you yeah, know i I, I, I turned my passion into my career so I don't work a typical nine to five day job and I don't have to wear a uniform that yeah. you know makes me fit into society in the way that they think I should yeah and it's allowed me to explore my own gender identity which you know allowed me to come out as non-binary and um gender non-conforming and I, I think now that I identify as trans in my own way um I don't use drag as an outlet anymore. It's just like I said, an extension of myself and it's Absolutely. it's something that's just true for me.
0: <laughs> so totally. Uh Travis, I, I, I kinda wanted to to open this up to you as well because I think in your in a very different way to Jinx, you are also kind of exploring your gender identity as a non-binary person through your kind of theatre work and your stage work. And it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a different thing, but you're also kind of using it as, a, as, as an outlet, you know, to, to bring awareness to trans issues.
2: Yeah, I think I really resonated with what Jinx said, because I think so often for me, I went to the stage because it was the place that I could do the things that I was getting punished for outside. Mm-hmm. But this time people would applaud me whilst doing it. Right, so Love suddenly, that. like all the things that if I walk outside now in the street in uh i 'll be bashed or shouted at or or, yeah. or 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 looked at. I could go on stage and suddenly people were were celebrating those things um and and for me, you know, people talk about costume when we 're in the theater world and and I see it as the 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 role reverse that i that I said to the the costume department just yesterday for the new show um. I need these clothes to be specific because they're the clothes that I would wear every day if I could. Yeah. And, and what you're seeing me in now is actually the costume. And, and what I want is when I go on stage to wear the thing that actually I want to wear. Uh, so for me, yeah, gender has always been the place on stage where I can figure it out.
0: Yeah. And and do you think this kind of uh Why do you think that there is this kind of difference between the way people treat people on stage and the way people treat people in the world? Why are people more likely to stand up and applaud you if you're stood on a stage, but why are they so reluctant to support your identity and who you are when you're just out there living your life? Um, Jinx, what do you think of that?
1: <laughs> I think it's kind of like when, when we create a show and we put it on stage, it becomes a beacon for other people who feel and think the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. no, you don't always know going into a show what it's going to be, but when you're an out-and-proud trans, trans performer creating work, it's a beacon for other people um, who, who want to experience that, whether yeah. they're going through their own Exploration of identity, or they're just curious about it and want to learn more. And one of my favorite things is when I'm doing my shows, when like a fan of mine brings like their father or their boyfriend or their brother or something who is reluctant because he, he goes into it thinking, well, there's nothing in a drag show. Um, that I'm going to get out of this, you know, like <laughs> they go into it with this reluctance thinking that being uh, a masculine performing man in their day-to-day life, that they they don't have anything that they might enjoy or learn from a drag show. Sure. And when they come and meet me afterwards and tell me, well, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I really ended up liking it, you know, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. But at the same time, I'm happy that that's like, you know, that's another person who's going out into the world with their mind changed.
0: Absolutely. I th- and, I, yeah, sorry, continue.
1: Oh, no, I, 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 I've just been thinking a lot about this, about kind of the, the mutual consent between performer and audience. Mm. Um, you know, when you buy tickets to a show, you, the, the audience and the performer have kind of made this mutual agreement um, to participate in this thing together. Sure. And one of the things I'm I'm finding difficult is people who come to shows and then like film it on their phone and then put it out into the world. You're removing that layer of mutual consent. And sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes people, you know, latch onto it as an excuse to hate someone. Yes. Um, because they you know, they weren't introduced to it in the right way. It's been taken out of context. They didn't sit down and watch the show from start to finish. They're just seeing one snippet of it out of context and, and then making their assessment of it. And it's kind of a frustrating thing as an artist to to see that happen, not only to myself, but to other performers. Yeah. And I know it's in an effort to share artwork, but sometimes, you know, removing that layer of mutual consent can be...
0: Problematic. I, I I could not agree more, and I think it's such an important point that you've made and brought up. You know, and it, and it is something we see repeatedly happening online. The, you know, people take these tiny little snippets. Sometimes it's you know five, ten seconds, and they take it completely out of context. And sometimes that could be you know, that could be from an hour and a half show where you've really built that mutual respect with your audience and there's an understanding there and there's kind of elements of satire that you can't get from just a snippet. And I think it, it yeah. happens so often and people online are so quick to hate on people when they absolutely don't deserve it people you know we have this call out culture we have people who are so eager to throw hate at people online that you know it's and it's not usually a reflection of the person they're attacking it's often a reflection of themselves so you know to 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 anyone out there listening i think it's really important that you know things need context and you know things are are never as black and white as they seem there's a lot that happens in the gray area and it's really important to take that into consideration you know particularly when stepping outside of like you said there's a mutual agreement when you enter a space together with your audience that you're all there to enjoy something and there's a and there's a bond there so yeah i I think it's amazing that you brought that up
1: yeah i i'm it's it's difficult as a performer in the social media age because mm-hmm. I do a lot of different things in a year and I do a lot of shows about sex positivity. I participate in a roast um, once a year. Um, we're about to do our third year. And I, you know, as someone who tries my best to perpetuate positivity, you know, it was really a weird idea for me to participate in a roast the first time I did. Yeah. But I really. think that, why I find it important is that when we, the disenfranchised roast each other and roast ourselves on stage, it's an, uh, at least when I participate, it's in an effort to take the power away from the actual oppressors. And I think all the time about this quote from Gypsy Rose Lee, which I don't know if she ever actually said it or if it was just in the musical, but, um, <laughs> He says no one laughs at me because I laugh at me first, and um that's why i that's why I take it out on myself on stage sometimes is because then I'm taking away the power from people who would actually wish to do me harm you know <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah absolutely and I, and I, and, I, and again, I think that's what I love about you you know you 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 put the humour into it and you're you're not afraid to laugh at yourself and I think that's so amazing Um, I know that your tour is coming up that's beginning on November 3rd I believe yes and then you're joining us over in the UK um, at London's Leicester Square Theatre from the 12th to the 23rd of March is that correct?
1: yes I'm so excited I had such a great time I did a show called Jinxing Everything at the Leicester Square Theatre um, last year and it's a, it's a show where I um, only take requests from the audience, so there's no set list, there's no script, there's nothing planned. I just kind of weave my way um, through the evening, taking requests and telling stories as they pop up in my head, and um, it keeps me kind of flexing my, my improvisational muscles. Yeah, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing, and I, I feel like people as well can come back because it's going to be a different show every single night. Yeah. Well, I will, def- <laughs> I will definitely be getting myself along when you're here in March. I'm very, very excited for that. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and for being so open and honest and, and candid. So, yeah, you, you've been a superstar. Oh,
1: well, thank you very much. It was very lovely talking
0: to both of you. <laughs> of course. Well, we're going to play you out with a little bit of years and years. <clears throat>
1: Baby, it's
0: over me Foobar Radio presents Harriet Rose Peaky Ducker in the building Whoa, 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 whoa Tour can be actually a bit of an intense hard place Do you just go hard all the time and then regret it later? We used to
2: party a lot We'd do some pretty questionable things Even whilst we were playing (laughs) I don't know, it's kind of turned up a little in the last... I mean that European tour was. Yeah, it was Clown Town. <laughs> it was absolute
1: fucking Yeah, I'm clown just trying to make town. it sound like
2: safe. <laughs> you got to pick your battles, as opposed to raging every night. Gotcha. Can't sustain that. You can't sustain drinking until 7 a.m. every single night. Otherwise, you're not going to perform a good show, and you're not going to live that long either. And you so need it's the about energy.
0: That balance. Yeah, you got to get the energy. Every Thursday, Harriet Rose from 4 p.m. Fubar Radio. Another shout-out to Jinx Monsoon there, who we just had on the show. I mean, it's, it's, it's so lovely when people come on the show and they really, really open up and are so honest. So, yeah, shout-out to her. And speaking of opening up and being honest, it is time for us to react to your sex confessions. Thank you so much to everyone who has sent them in. I think we're going to st- dive straight on in. Travis, would you like to read the first one for me? First one? Yeah. All right, here we go. My, my boyfriend always pulls my hair
2: too hard during sex. I've told him before to chill out, but he still yanks my parting apart. Uh, Like (laughs) on the front? Like pulling on the parting? Uh, Well... I'm sorry if you've told him to chill out and he's not chilling out he, then you needs, got an, he needs to chill out he you needs said to chill out. out
0: he needs to he needs to listen and I feel like I can relate as well because I've had some people pull my hair pretty hard during sex and I don't know if it's like I'm really sensitive there or something but like that really I like a bit it, I, I like a bit of roughness but like hair pulling no not on board they pull and then like I'm like well my curls will come out in your hair I don't know <laughs> if
2: that's your kind of vibe But like But I feel like with this one You said chill He should
0: chill Yeah like Consent is important yeah. And you know Maybe the boyfriend thinks Oh it's not that big a deal They're saying chill out But they, they love it clearly You know you need to listen To what your partner's saying So um, I think I guess I, What maybe is happening here Is maybe If you're only saying like Chill out during sex Maybe that could be Part of the issue Like maybe you need to have The conversation outside of sex Post sex check in
2: Yeah you know? and just be like
0: Hon Pun. Chill. Chill. I know you like to poll, but it, it, I'm, I'm not into it. So. so your boundaries and like,
2: yeah. I feel like also safe words are always good. Mm-hmm. If you're like mm-hmm. someone that's going into like the rough, act. mum, please get off the <laughs> um, <but like>, bed. Travis's <laughs> mum, please stop, stop listening. <laughs> but like safe words are always good. If you are someone that maybe does like to do the rougher kind of sex, like establishing a safe word is really good because like, then you know that if they don't listen when it's a safe word then that's an issue with them that you've got to like get them out
0: quick absolutely and i always swear by the red yellow green traffic light system so this is you know if you're comfortable with everything that's happening green carry on yellow that's where it's dangerously getting close to you not being comfortable red is immediately stop and i think that's really really useful so you know maybe have that conversation and maybe maybe try that and that might help um, I think we only have time for one more. Wow. Um, we've blasted through this show, Travis. Um, I will read this one. Okay. Because right. your mum's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Tried using wax during sex for the first time. We wanted to try new things. Would recommend, but not sure. I will be doing it in 10 years. <laughs> I've I've tried the wax thing. You have? I have. Ah. And like, I like the little like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, like the little, because it's like little short, burny feelings, yeah, 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 but like yeah. it doesn't damage your skin and it's like, I'm sure it's not good for your skin, but like it doesn't like, it's not going to leave, like, proper burn marks or anything. And it's enjoyable, but it's so messy. Yeah, I was going to say. It's so messy. And, like, if you get that, especially if you're getting that caught in hair, like, pubic hair, whatever. Like, it's it's just... It's a mess. It's a mess for situation. Yeah. I've never done wax.
2: No? I don't know if this is persuading me to do wax. But now it's in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah. Like, mm, I'm... I don't think I would do it again. Like if I had a partner who was really into it, I think I might be like mm, yeah. yeah, okay, we can we can do that. But I feel like it's one of those things that looks really hot in porn, but then when yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. to reality. Yeah. In
2: in in two thousand and twenty two when I have sex again, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll try it.
0: <laughs> well, Travis, I would love to do some more sex impressions. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. We'll def- if we haven't done you this week we'll definitely do you next week. Um but yeah, this brings us right up to the end of the show. It's been so lovely. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, and we we need to do another little promo for burgers come to burgers. people Can't. need to see this show yeah really
2: yeah i think they do <laughs> they do need to come <laughs> see the show
0: you know you're talking about so many important issues i'm really really excited to see it so um remind us again where it's at, it's at hackney, hackney showroom. showroom it opens press night is the 25th of october for two weeks and then it goes up to royal exchange in manchester liverpool hermatopia amazing and if people want to follow you on social media and see everything else you're doing where can they do that travis alabanza on all forms amazing <laughs> well travis you have been an absolute superstar um i'm gonna play you out with a little bit of robin's new music this is a little bit of honey because you my honey <laughs> thanks man.
1: no Get your honey. Now you're not gonna get what you need. The baby you have what you want. Come get your honey. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.